0: as I understand it.
1: Rectangle of mediocrity.
0: Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff.
1: Whatever, Kevin.
0: You sound like a real nerd. I'm
1: grooving. <laughs> now I'm going off on a rant.
0: Our guests are the meat to our stale bread.
1: It is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Executive Editor Craig Galbraith, joining me as always, questionably ranked as one of the top five podcast co-hosts I've ever had, our Business Development Director, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you?
0: Craig, I'm doing awesome, especially after that latest announcement, to be considered in the top five of podcast co-hosts you've ever had um, when I'm the only one. To be still top five is, is pretty good.
1: And you'll see that my mention of the top five fits in perfectly with the theme of this podcast, which we'll get to a little bit later.
0: Yes, well played as always, Craig. Also well played would be my musical selection on this episode, as it is episode number 49, a One Short of a Milestone, and the song is Funk Number 49 by James Gang.
1: A familiar tune. I didn't know the title, but... Uh, perfect selection if i may say so myself even though it was selected by you alone with the dj reigns which you have not done well with before
0: yeah i went away from the indie pop and the techno uh (laughs) i wasn't scoring many points with you on that however uh, i did score a lot of points this thanksgiving holiday and i'll talk more about that later but first let's hear how your thanksgiving went buddy
1: you know, I've never had a bad Thanksgiving. So for the first time ever, we went out for Thanksgiving with the mother-in-law, had a really good time. I was great because the food was excellent. There was not a full day of prep. I'm always in charge of cleanup, so it was nice not to have all those dishes to do. How about you, buddy?
0: Craig, I had an awesome Thanksgiving. I actually was doing the cooking this time, and we hosted my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> We had them here i did a lot of the app cooking in terms of the pre-meal also cook the turkey and i do want to tell you this will lead us into one of our new segments that i like to call life lessons with craig and kevin So Craig, uh, about two years ago, I was going to be semi-hosting, you could call it, my first Thanksgiving because we were doing it actually at my in-law's house and my parents were coming as we talked about on the podcast. And what I did was I asked for cooking tips on an internal team call at Channel Partners and our very own Sierra Coughlin that a lot of our suppliers, exhibitors, sponsors know very well, I'm sure, told me about cooking turkey in an oven bag. And while I initially scoffed at the idea, because I'd never heard of that or seen that done, I Googled it later and and the reviews were phenomenal, needless to say. My tip here would be to check out cooking turkey in an oven bag. It reduces the time of the cook. I did a 13 pound turkey in about two and a half hours. And it also maintains in self base with all the juices in the turkey. So the turkey's not dry when you take it out. It's, It's a game changer. It's a disruptor. It's a thought leader. It's mind Share Craig. Uh, cooking turkey in a bag would be my life lesson for today.
1: Wow. I have all kinds of thoughts about uh, everything you've just said. All right. So, first of all, your singing was abysmal.
0: That's standard.
1: <laughs> Secondly, uh, life lessons with Craig and Kevin really just sounds like another name for personal deep dive, as you would say.
0: Well, I think a personal deep dive or personal deep dive would be, you know, it's more of a a story uh, about things we've been doing. Like it could have been a personal deep dive when you talked about going out with your in-laws for Thanksgiving because you're too lazy to cook. The the life (laughs) lessons are really going to, they're quick tips. They're hacks, if you will. Uh, And I I can see us providing them uh, moving forward.
1: I'm sure our audience will appreciate that. Uh, Third, this isn't really a newsflash, cooking a turkey in an oven bag. I think my mom did that my entire life growing up. Uh, that's pretty much uh, old news. And fourth, giving turkey cooking tips after Thanksgiving. Uh, this segment is going nowhere, if you ask me. Wow.
0: Well, maybe it's a West Coast thing or, you know, Phoenix thing, cooking turkey in a bag. Because on the East Coast here, I would never heard of it or seen it done. I was completely shocked that it was being done. So apologies if everyone already knew that. I guess maybe this is just a segment we keep once a year, uh, one, because you obviously don't like it, and two, because we just don't have enough good advice to run this this segment with regularity.
1: I am kind of a buzzkill.
0: Yeah, uh, I've been getting used to that over the past year, Craig. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, since we're doing it once a year, you're on it next year,
1: Digi. Oh, come on, Kevin. I see what you did there. Establish that I don't have any quality life advice to offer while also catering to Digi. To keep him from booting you from this podcast. Definitely not a fan.
0: You're pretty quick there, Craig. Also, just one time a year.
1: Anyway, uh, as we've alluded to, Thanksgiving, it's another great time to thank our readers of Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures and all of the partners and suppliers that support Channel Partners. It's been a great year for Channel Partners, and we have all of you to thank. Seguing beautifully, as I always do, Kevin, this leads us right into our episode theme of sorts a 2018. Channel recap.
0: Great segue. Well done as always, my podcast brother from another mother. We'll start with a recap of the goings on here at Channel Partners in 2018 and then get into a few of the top stories from the channel in general in 2018. And lastly, we'll be closing with predictions again for the channel in 2019.
1: And let us not forget, Kevin, everyone's fever countdown from 2017 is back. Top five channel buzzwords back and better than ever later in this podcast.
0: Oh my goodness, Craig. Certainly looking forward to that. But first, I'm looking forward to having a real-life channel expert, not just two morons that play pretend experts on a goofy podcast, join us and provide impactful insights bringing actual value to our listening audience.
1: Then it's as good a time as ever to bring in our first guest, Kev.
0: All right, Craig, and with that, let's welcome in John Cunningham. John is the founder and CEO of BCM1 He is also a member of our esteemed Channel Partners Circle of Excellence, uh, awarded in 2018. John, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, I'm very happy to be here, Kevin and Craig. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. So, John, I don't know if you know this. You're
0: a member of the Circle of Excellence, so very well done there. Craig and I have hit a new low recently. We are now in the Channel Partners Rhombus of Incompetence. So uh, I just want to (laughs) say very well done to get to that level that you're at there.
2: Thank you very much. We're honored to be there and uh, it's helped us both from a business perspective as well as just kind of peer to peer conversations going forward. So we're honored to be a member.
1: Well, John, we'd like to start off by asking you uh, what led you to co-found on BCM1 and what would your company looks like today?
2: Uh, well, great. Well, myself, uh, Frank Ahern and Frank Wolf started BCM back in 1992. that's over 26 years ago. And uh, what's interesting about it is the foundation What we originally founded it on, we're still holding true to that foundation. So back then, people were still speaking about the breakup of the phone company to vestiture. So at that point in time, you had hardware, you had the local phone company, and you had long distance. And there was an issue with clients trying to figure out who they call when they had a problem or what they needed to do. Because in the old days, it was just one single phone company. So in essence, we acted as an outsourced telecommunications department for those businesses so that they could come to one managed service provider, which is what they're calling it now, in order to get help so that they didn't have to figure out who to go to have the finger pointing involved with it. And we also integrated solutions together, the local, the long distance, as well as the hardware for our clients so that we can get them kind of the best blend of services at that point in time. That's how and why we started it. Coincident with that, many people were still paying uh, direct dial rates, which were 21 cents a minute. And uh, resellers were out selling at about 16.9. So we were able to go into clients, help them save money, and in essence, give them a much better experience than they would get by managing it on their own, which is exactly what we're doing right now. The technology landscape has changed, but fundamentally, we're providing the same services to our clients that we initially started with.
0: So, John, it sounds like, you know, VCM1 has a hybrid business model going. And I was wondering if your MSP business has served to provide a unique perspective and, and some nice insights that would assist in the support of your partners while functioning as an
2: integrator. It has, but fundamentally, you know, our goal is to provide our partners with the resources so that they can provide to their clients the best, most appropriate solution that's customized to that individual client's needs. So what we're able to do using the MSP and our hybrid model is when we go into a client, they know that agnostically, we're going to provide them with uh, the plan design deployment and day two support that best fits their need. whether that's something that happens to be on our paper um, via some reselling agreements, or if that's a, a particular service that we will go directly and they'll contract directly with the supplier on. So maybe just to give you a quick example to highlight it, we have a computer company, large one that we do business with, and they basically have two different use cases. Um, the first one was their internal employees and how they communicated amongst each other. And the second were their actual clients, which is their call center environment. So they looked we and they looked at it separately. So we approached the, the internal use case. Um, what we were able to do is put together a primary, secondary and tertiary um, wide area networking solution. Um, we were able to bring in uh, best-of-breed hosted VoIP solutions on top of it and integrate that entire, all of those services into one single solution that's on our paper. So they were able to get centralized engineering, centralized project management, centralized billing, and centralized IT support, um, which is advantageous to them. Um, on the use case related to their outside clients, on our paper, um, we felt that the best solution for them would not be a solution that we could paper because they needed a cloud call center application. So what we did is we acted um, as part of their staff in order to go out, run an RFP process, and you know brought in different suppliers of those services, and they chose one of those suppliers. So the client was able to get that customized, best, most appropriate solution, utilizing um, services that were on our MSP services, as well as services that they had directly with the client. Does that make sense?
1: For sure. Uh, John, that was great to hear about the business model and an excellent case study there to back it up. I wanted to ask you about your relationship with a number of different technology and provider partners. One of them being Verizon, where you guys are a platinum partner. Uh, we recently wrote about that on Channel Partners Online. What does that basically mean for the partners uh, listening in our audience today?
2: Well, we've had a very long relationship with Verizon. Our offices is on 5th Avenue and 43rd Street. So we've, we've been in the Verizon partner channel as long as it's been around. Um, what's, what's interesting is having that experience obviously is beneficial, um, to our clients as well as to our partners. But, um, kind of the modern day of, of our relationship with them really started in 2014 when Adam Famularo was, uh, was the channel chief had a meeting with him. And, you know, as part of the discussion, we talked about how Verizon, from a partner perspective, really didn't have a, a very strong enterprise focus. The contract itself was actually um, written more for transactional type businesses. So he and I sat together and we came up with a, with a plan. And my team was, was great in helping us put this together. We sat down um, put it all together and, and, and he supported it. So at that point in time in 2014, we focused on the enterprise space. We focused on, um, aligning the partners with the Verizon enterprise, uh, accounts and, and how to acquire more of them. And really in, from 2014 to 2016, we skyrocketed up to be a, you know, a top five partner. Um, so what was great about that in particular is, you know, we took that foundation where we were a, you know, a strong medium, business partner of Verizon, and we were able to take the enterprise business even higher than that mid-market. So right now, what's great about it is we play in both the Verizon business markets very strong because that's where our legacy roots are for the last 20 plus years, as well as in the enterprise space, we were able to be really on the forefront of, of building that entire business with them. So I think that's been very helpful, as well as the, you know this concept of, of working with Verizon on initiatives We presently have a a couple of initiatives um, going on right now from, hey, how do we align geographically our partners with different expertise with the Verizon lit buildings in order to, you know, help penetrate those buildings and work with the, you know, the direct sellers as well. They also have an acquisition initiative going on right now, which is on the um, upper medium business where, you know, they've targeted and we've cross-referenced accounts that they're looking to penetrate partners that we have in different geographies. And then, you know, getting the direct team on board with our partners and coming up with a strategy where, you know, everybody's benefiting. So I think, you know, part of what we feel we've done really well with Verizon is we've been able to come up with very targeted, specific initiatives and being able to act on those initiatives that, you know, both our partners benefit, our benefit and uh, and Verizon's benefit. So it's it's been a great relationship. Um, we're having a great year this year and we look forward to um, working with Verizon and our partners for many, many years to come.
0: Wow, John, that is fantastic, bringing, you know, solution opportunities and, you know, based on geolocation, based on building uh, through that relationship to partners is something I'm sure every partner wants to hear about. In addition to a great relationship with Verizon, BCM1 also has excellent relationships with several other providers. And you showcase this at our events, thank you very much, at Channel Partners Conference and Expo and Channel Partners Evolution in the BCM1 Tech Lounge. It's one of a kind. Um, if you haven't seen it and you come to our event, you got to check it out. Can you tell our folks that might not have had the chance to drop by The Lounge just yet uh, what it's all about and what they're missing by not stopping by?
2: Sure, I would love to do that. We look at, at business um, a little bit differently, I think, than, than many other companies out there. Um, to give you an example, when we do our planning, which we're doing right now for 2019, we're looking at what are the major market trends that are taking place. So if you rewind a little bit prior to, to you know this year and the Lounge that we put together, you know, we looked at three primary things that were happening in the marketplace. One was the adoption of cloud services. Another was the increasing mobility of the workforce. And the third was a decrease in the cost of IP uh, transport. So if you take those three variables and you put them together, what we do is then we come up and develop our strategy. Because our goal would be, if clients are moving towards and and addressing those type of issues. If we can come up with solutions that address those issues for our clients, what we're gonna do is we're gonna increase increase the closing rate that we and our partners have. And then we go out based on those initiatives and we put together companies and we include them in our tech lounge so that we can have discussions around, okay, what are the problems that that different clients have and, and how do the solutions and the different services, how can we bundle them together and work together for an overall solution on our client's behalf? So that's really what the tech lounge is about. It's, it's getting organizations. And for example, we've had Verizon. We've had uh, AT&T Partner Exchange from a larger provider perspective. We've had um, Vergex, which uh, is a Versa company, Assessa, Mitel, Digital Realty as sponsors in this lounge of ours. And so it gives a very unique perspective on how when those companies are looking at the business, but more importantly... How can you take the plan, design, deploy, and day two support for the overall solution and be able to provide it to your clients? And so that kind of peer-to-peer dialogue that we have is great because we have it from the perspective of our partners and ourselves. What are we doing and what are case studies? And then we take those suppliers and we bring those folks into the conversation, even amongst themselves. Like what clients do do you have that cross each other that maybe both your direct sales team sold? and what were issues that came up and how could it have been better if there maybe were a partner that was supporting the overall solution. So it's really about an open dialogue. It's about collaboration. And we really um, take a a great deal of time and effort in making sure that we have the right group of people in order to make sure that dialogue is not really about competition. It's about cooperation and about the overall solution for a client. So, you know, I think that that's something that's that's super unique. And I think that the folks that, that do come you know, really appreciate it. And uh, we've had a lot of success with it. And we look, you know, we really look forward to continuing that. And, and most of our conversation on and off the, the tech lounge is really about the solutions themselves, not necessarily about a supplier and the individual product that they're providing. We're really looking towards really tying the particular best fit, most appropriate service with the, the requirement of a, of a client.
1: Well, it's a fantastic concept, John, and uh, one that's a great new tradition at our shows. John, before we let you go, I understand you guys have some pretty plans for the coming year.
2: Going into 2019, dovetailing with how we, you know, strategically look at where the market's going, we feel that client solutions now need to be verticalized. So, you know, we are putting together and we're focusing on uh, retail, finance, healthcare, and real estate initially. And with that, we are taking that entire cradle to grave process and identifying the challenges that a particular vertical has, who are the, the people who are providing software solutions into those verticals and case studies, the marketing associated with it. And what we're going to do is we're going to take that and then cross-reference that with our partners and those partners that have clients in that vertical in order to, to put you know solutions together. Because you know one of the big trends that's happening now is this whole buying process has changed. In the past, sales are up with knock on door, had good solution, have a conversation, and go forward. Right now, clients are doing a lot of research themselves. They're talking to different potential folks that they'll do business with, and they go back and do more research. So what we want to do is build the infrastructure so that there is specificity very specifically related to their individual vertical, so that when they do that research, that they will find that, um, including you know, search engine optimization-type services, and then the white paper is the expertise from an engineering perspective in being able to work with that vertical from the project management perspective to work with that vertical on the day to support to work with that vertical. And the goal here is to be able to go out to that partner community and where we really fit in is not, um, listen, we love transactional business because all business is good business, but our role and, and what we do with our partners is go out and help them maximize the relationships that they've built over decades with their clients and be able to, you know, help them move through their own life cycle into, you know, kind of the next digital phase. So that's what's coming up in 2019 and, and we look forward to supporting our partners and our clients.
1: Good stuff ahead. Hard to believe it's already 2019 or just around the corner. We want to make sure partners listening uh, know where to go to learn more about BCM1 and your partner program.
2: It's great. Well, obviously the website is a, is a great place to start. You know, we have videos, white papers, on-demand webinars, brochures, case studies, podcasts, blogs, um, as well as Andy Stanky runs our channel. Um, He can be reached at 212-849-2311. And, you know, we love having dialogue with our partners.
0: John, thank you so much for joining. Drop in uh, Andy's phone number on the podcast. You do realize we get about 13 million listeners per episode. So, Andy, I hope your (laughs) voicemail is, uh, you know, at 0% right now because it's about to get loaded up.
2: I love to hear it. I love to hear it.
1: (laughs) John, thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you on down the road.
2: Gentlemen, it was a pleasure.
0: Thanks for having me on. Thanks, John. As always, a phenomenal interview with John from BCM1 there, Craig. Those Circle of Excellence winners really bring it every time. Not sure what that says for you and I, though, being held in the rhombus and all.
1: Oh, yeah, the rhombus. It's going to follow us to our grave. It was great to hear, though, from a leader And a company that are living the convergence life in the channel that we've been espousing over the past couple of years, buddy. An established MSP also serving as a supplier of a multitude of telecommunication services via integrating their own solutions or partnering with established suppliers to provide additional new solutions. No doubt, Craig.
0: As we're always talking the message of convergence here, I think it's a good time to dive into our 2018 channel recap. You ready for this? Okay then. Let's kick things off with a recap of the goings on here at Channel Partners this year.
1: What what the heck was that?
0: That was the sound of me about to toot our own horn. Please bear with us here, folks. (laughs) All right, Craig, everything started in January, as most years do. And for us, that meant an integration meeting in Phoenix that could not have gone any better. It was the old school, I would say, Channel Partners team. And by old school, I mean we've all just been with the Channel Partners brand for a while. And the new school, if you will, our sister brand, Channel Futures. Now, we had been working together with them kind of across the country, doing some things here and there with them, not fully integrating until this meeting in Phoenix, where we really became one channel family. Our audience saw this in the content that was put out this year and at our events with the, I again, use the word integration of the MSP audience into our events. Speaking of those events, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo was announced as a fastest 50 growing trade show, Craig. And that's not just in the channel or in technology, my friend. That is among all trade shows in the entire U.S. That was by a third-party trade show magazine, my friend. We didn't give that award to ourselves.
1: So, so Kevin, does that does that include Comic Con?
0: Uh, it does. It definitely does. I didn't see Comic Con on there. Actually, as the fastest fifty growing events now.
1: H- how, about, how about how about uh, I got I got to know. How about Fantasy Football Conference event in Las Vegas? Does it include that too?
0: It does include that event. Have you been there? Because your team and your ranking in our league wouldn't show it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm getting getting the point here that uh, this is including all conferences and expos.
0: It certainly does. It includes uh, an asphalt trade show that's actually huge that one of my friends works on.
1: So yeah, we're we're faster growing than them
0: too. (laughs) Don't make me kick your asphalt.
1: (laughs) Okay, carry on, my friend.
0: You know, Craig, as you threw me off course there, that does lead us into Channel Partners Evolution, which as an event evolved in its own right as we welcomed in over 53% of our audience being MSPs, which is a record. Again, our largest fall event that we've ever had. So just overall a banner year on the event side in terms of integration. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, you, the editorial, the content, the media team's, I've been doing in 2018, buddy.
1: But just to go back for a minute, does that also include the Democratic and Republican national conventions?
0: I don't know if it includes political conventions. I'll have to uh, talk to Trade Show Executive Magazine and find that out for you, buddy. You're you're, you're
1: hilarious. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I threw us off again. That's That's kind of what I was trying to do, obviously.
0: Yes, and well done again. (laughs)
1: you referred to the media and content greatness you know everything you just talked about has uh, played into how well we've done with channel partners online and channel futures both of these websites have really excelled this year with even better content for people working on them and now we've got the channel futures is going to have a brand new look uh, much better than it has previously and going into 2019 we're going to be a content monster for everyone who not only comes to our shows, but is just generally interested in what's happening in the telecom and IT channels going forward.
0: Outstanding, Craig. And the year is not done yet. This just in. Channel Partners and Channel Futures are excited to announce that they are taking this roadshow internationally. That's right, that international expansion is at hand as we are going to be bringing you Channel Evolution (laughs) Europe. That's going to be coming to you from London June 11th through the 13th at the Excel Center. Now, this event is going to be part of Informa's, our parent company's larger London Tech Week and Techcelerate that happens in London and draws 55,000 attendees from 90 countries So, you know, we've learned in doing some research on the European market that the IT channel, though relatively new, is established already and running smoothly, and the agent channel is just coming of age. So, why not get ahead of the game, we thought, and get ourselves over there to, you know, establish ourselves as a thought leader in that space and and get our vendors and partners uh, some room to grow as well.
1: We're going global, baby. And not only is that exciting for our brand, but I'm already thinking of all the songs that I can in this podcast going forward
0: yeah London calling comes to mind from the clash right off the bat buddy
1: that one's out since you suggested it anyway (laughs) (laughs) let's get to our second guest Uh, wait Kevin do we have a second guest
0: oh we sure do Craig and guess what it's you
1: hello and welcome
0: to 60 seconds wait what I'm live here okay hello and welcome to roughly five minutes Today's top story is top five channel stories from 2018. Huh, that sounds redundant. Anyway, we're welcoming in channel mainstay and editorial magnate Craig Galbraith, executive editor with Channel Partners and Channel Futures, and host of the Putrid Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcast to provide his expertise on the topic. Thank you for joining us today, Craig.
1: I have two canned responses for you, Kevin. One, great to be here. Two, yeah, whatever. Let's get on with this lame segment.
0: Firstly, I must say, this channel seems to have limited resources when it comes to experts, seen as how the producers went out and brought you here to talk through the topic. Please explain for those listening, what exactly makes you a thought leader on these top five stories within the channel?
1: Well, first, Kevin, I would say the same shortage is obviously affecting investigative journalism, because in all honesty, I really have no idea what the heck you're doing here. That said, uh, I'm pretty much an expert on this topic Simply because I work here, I edit stories, I publish them to the website, and then I just check the analytics. Touche,
0: good sir. Getting back to the matter at hand, let's kick things off for our audience with the number five story from 2018.
1: So getting a little serious here, Kevin, you may have heard of the bleeds it leads philosophy. Well, those stories are often the most popular, the most read on Channel Partners Online. News about layoffs, those are always at the top of the list. But I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. So these are the kind of close top five stories of 2018.
0: Looking forward to it, Craig. Now, can we just get to number five, please? Let's do it. Number five.
1: Number five is 20 hot certifications to spice up your business in 2018. So you're going to get a caveat already because this story was actually posted in 2017. And while certifications might not seem sexy, it was certainly popular among channel partners' readers.
0: Craig, it definitely sounds spicy. Let's get us into number four.
1: Number four. You know, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, Kevin. That's legacy technology versus new technology. Well, the carriers, particularly AT&T and Verizon, were doing away with legacy technology like copper. We had a number of stories on that topic, and I sort of created an an amalgam of them to land at number four.
0: Those were some big words there, Craig. The only thing I deduced was that I would be getting rid of all my pennies uh, in 2019. Let's get into number three.
1: Number three. Number four leads us right into number three, which is a discussion of industry disruption. Verizon and IBM CEOs chatted at IBM Think. Channel Partners was in the audience. They had a discussion about 5G and IoT, new technology, industry disruption at its best landing at number three no surprise
0: craig i often get referred to as a disruptor here at uh, roughly five minutes as i am known to disrupt board meetings frequently to have to get up and go to the bathroom
1: you're certainly a disruption that's uh, that we can agree on let's get into number two
0: number two
1: number two is channel partners event news Talking the Channel Partners Conference and Expo and Channel Partners Evolution here, we had a ton of news coming out of these events. Particularly popular, as always, were our galleries, where everyone got to see pictures of people they know, things they missed at the show, and those things they'll hit next time. Yeah, I don't even know if this was actually number two, but it's a shameless plug anyway for our shows.
0: It is indeed a shameless plug, Craig. I can't believe you chose this respected media program to go ahead and do that but that's okay uh this will be your last uh appearance on this show let's get into number one craig and get this
1: over with number one number one are the brand new top 20 lists where we provided a list of solution providers in a variety of categories giving partners the chance to come to our website and see some of the providers they might want to work with in a variety of industry categories such as ucas SD-WAN, security providers, and more. Number one, our new top 20 lists. Yes,
0: indeed, Craig. The audience always loves their top 20 lists. Um, And in this case, when it's around cutting edge technology, who would want to miss that? I'm Kevin morley Schaefer, and this has been another edition of Roughly 5 Minutes. Join us next week as we discuss bacon. Isn't it really just a superfood? Craig, that was a segment where I tried to interview you. Uh, I don't know if that works. I can guarantee that we'll never do that again, especially if it didn't work. But uh, all in all, those were some great stories you threw out there. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, our audience can find them easily just by searching the titles you gave on Channel Partners Online. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, no doubt they will scrub back through this podcast, listen to it a second time, and uh, get some of those titles.
0: Hopefully, they were taking notes while listening. I mean, that's what I oh. would do. <laughs> You know, Craig, here's one where they will want to have their pens and papers ready because we're getting into everyone's favorite segment from last year, and that would be the top five channel buzzwords.
1: I think I just heard the recycle truck go by, Kevin.
0: (laughs) We are experts at that, no doubt about it. We are recycling disruptors.
1: All right, so uh, let's get into it.
0: Number five.
1: Number five is to kick things off for our audience. Number four. That was some outstanding stuff.
0: Hey, wait a minute. What's going on here, Craig?
1: Yeah, it seems like this list of buzzwords so far are just a bunch of phrases that you and I say on pretty much every podcast.
0: Yeah, it seems like you called me out twice in those first two, because those are definitely the ones that I always say.
1: Hmm, how did that work? Anywho, let's get on with some real top five buzzwords with number three, best practice. We hear this one all the time. What does it mean exactly?
0: I'm not exactly sure, Craig. I mean, is anyone going to really try their worst practice?
1: Well, you've been known to do that on these podcasts, but I digress.
0: For sure. It's either worst or no practice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should move on to the next one, buddy. Number two, scalable. Craig, I've been hearing this word a lot about having their businesses or their solution portfolios be scalable. And, And I always think of climbing mountains or eating a double cheeseburger i think of scalable Uh, how about you
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know why they don't just say get bigger opportunities for growth
0: and with that i think it's time craig let's get
1: into number one and the number one buzzword of 2018 is trusted advisor you gotta like this one kevin
0: You do. Uh, I think it's really caught on over the past year. It seems everyone is using it and and we completely understand why. Again, we are just kidding with these buzzwords. That's just things that we hear all the time. And Craig, I'm sure in your reporting and me when I'm talking to various clients. But um, this one seems to ring true, though, because end users really are looking for that one source or that
1: trusted advisor
0: to, you know, handle all their technology and communications needs, So. Again, all these buzzwords are relevant in the industry we're in. Craig and I, we're just having some fun with it. I'm sure it's words you say a lot and sometimes try to catch yourselves and stop saying. So hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did.
1: The only thing I can say out of number one is that you and I certainly are not trusted advisors.
0: Very well put, Craig. Very well put. Yeah, you and I are still in that rhombus.
1: As promised earlier in the show, it's time now for our top five predictions for 2019, which coming from us, I don't know how realistic this is going to be. Craig,
0: I think these are going to be viable, actionable predictions that people are going to
1: hear. All right. Well, let's go for it.
0: Number five. Our audience will be sure to hear 26 alternative rock songs to open our podcast in 2019, as Craig will again demand full control of the intro music and only appears to like one genre of music.
1: (laughs) As long as I don't give up the reins again, uh, which isn't going to happen. Darn it.
0: Number four, four, four.
1: Kevin's metaphors and jokes will continue to get worse.
0: Ouch, Craig. Uh, that one cuts deep, buddy, but probably likely to come true. Number three. Craig and Kevin lend their podcasting talents by guest starring
1: on the next season of Serial.
0: Yeah, I- I'm saying that's likely to happen with all these insults you've been throwing at me throughout this podcast.
1: Somebody told me it was about murder. <laughs>
0: It just might be, Craig. It's also one of the formerly, I'll say, most popular podcasts ever. I mean, obviously, formerly for reason that we both know.
1: Uh, I, I'm too busy prepping for this podcast to listen to other podcasts, even though it sure doesn't seem like it. <laughs> That's for sure. Number two. Digi will eventually become a co-host of the show, with Kevin being relegated to podcast mascot.
0: Oh, Craig, as I've often said, DJ. You know, honestly, I'd almost rather just be in the background as the mascot. You can put my stupid bald spiked hair on there and my big glasses like a silhouette. Definitely a nerd alert there. But, you know, I think it'd be a lot easier than having to work with you 26 times a year.
1: Mm. All right, Kevin. So obviously those were just four predictions for the podcast. Let's get serious with the final one that you and I have actually gotten together and agreed upon.
0: Number one, the channel opportunity will continue to grow in 2019. One could even say, Craig, that it's scalable. And the bulk of this business will go to those that get creative.
1: And that brings us to the conclusion of these many top five lists, many of them which were more like bottom five lists. Anyway, if you'd like to download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, be sure to go to SoundCloud or iTunes. Type in Channel Partners Online in the search, and you'll find us. Of course, you can also find us on ChannelPartnersonline.com. Thanks so much for being with us, and we will see you next time.
2: Have a good one, everybody! <laughs>